Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 35th episode of the Clockroach Podcast. I'm Robbie. I'm Joshua. Yes, and we have stupid stuff to talk about today. A lot. Um, no, I lost it when it disconnected me. What? No! You lost? Shout out to our member, um, our friend, Ghetto Biolan, for submitting a user-submitted pun, which was lost when the game disconnected me. Is he still online? He's not. No! I know. So if he gets back... Do you back, remember what it was? I, it was long. It was oh, long. Oh, God. If he gets back on, we will use that pun. If okay. not, we'll figure something out. Okay. Don't worry, guys. It's <laughs> that, all under control. Don't, don't think for one second that you're getting away from not hearing his pun. Also, when you, when you listen, Ghetto Biolan, know that we still want this pun. And we appreciate you for sending it. <laughs> so, we have some plays of the week. We, ha we do. Would you like to go first? Um, no, because I want to talk about the thing we just did. Oh, that's yeah. That's my play of the week. Okay, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so my play of the week from before the thing that we just did that got us giddy with excitement. Um, briefly. Briefly, after much disappointment. But anyway, um, so I was playing the high skill cap version of Elysian Midrange, which can be found on Reddit. And... Spoilers, I like Elysian Midrange, so I had a good time with it. But I had uh, one game in which I had a Cerso and a Sandstorm Titan, had done a good amount of beating down on my opponent, and they were at 15. Uh, my opponent was playing Stone Scarburn, and... Okay. Not a good place to be at 15? Not great, no. Um, they were playing out some units, they had uh, like a Pyro Knight, and an Impending Doom, and an Instigator, um, and so I uh, was about ready to permafrost the impending doom and have a good time of it, and then I accidentally hit the pass button. Um, so he got to he got to play his other turn, played out some more units, uh, hit me again with something I don't remember, um, but it was not looking good. And then I realized that the second instigator that he played. Um, gave me exact lethal on Crystallize, because I killed his Pyronite, he took one from the Doom, and uh, I think I killed one other thing, and then hit him for 11. Killing um, a Stone Scar player with their own instigator is like... Instigators! <laughs> yes. Which he wouldn't have had if I hadn't accidentally passed the turn. It's, it's one of life's great joys, really. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> One of the best things you could do. It's yeah. kind of fantastic. It was nice. To those people who say, uh, Instigator's pure upside. <laughs> he is not. He's very good. Yeah, well, but. obviously. <laughs> it's. I thought it was one of the best. Anyways. Anyways. I mean, do you, is that thought? I or? feel like we should save my play of the week until we get to that segment. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, but uh, it's pretty exciting. And I'm going to keep trying to make it work. Like, it's it's going to work. Yeah. Like, I am going to feverishly play this game, and by that I mean occasionally play this game, until <laughs> I get that to work. <clears throat> because it will be great. And then when it works and I still lose, I'll be sad. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see where you end up. Anyways. I think it'd be funny to get to, like, the top of Master, and then play a really bad deck and just track your fall. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But so anyway, We got a list of topics to go through this week. First of all, 
we had an update. We did. Yeah, and for the first time, it didn't happen immediately after the show released. No, but it was a <laughs> massive quality of life improvement. Right, so a lot of people were kind of upset, and we'll get into why later. We will. Uh, about the, um, the lack of new content in the game, mm -hmm. and the fact that this new patch basically has nothing in terms of new content. As far as, like, strategy game goes, yes. That is true. But this patch was kind of awesome. It was. This patch makes the game so much more watchable you for know, streamers. Yeah. Uh, do you know how much I had thought about what the voice acting potential could be? How much? Very little. And how much are you, <clears throat> like, happy about it? I am taken aback. I think it's amazing. So, yeah, there's there's some obvious cases where the card sounds a little weird. Like, a uh, little. Like yeah. Rakano Outlaw in particular. <laughs> That, yeah, that's, she's very happy about what she's Mr. saying. Mister. Um, I mean, there are like a couple of little audio is, things, but... Is Rakano Outlaw the first voiceover meme for Eternal? <laughs> Miss, you just add Mister to the oh, end oh. of everything. Or, or, and hear me out, um, poorly drawn drawings of draw, Mister, and then like a Microsoft Paint thing. <laughs> Why? I can see it. Just, um, just uh, the scene from Toy Story with uh, Etch a Sketch. <laughs> so what are Draw, what are a couple of your favorite uh, lines? Oh uh, man, I I need. There's some I still need to go and listen to. Like I haven't heard. <sighs> I haven't heard all the good ones. Like I still haven't heard Harsh War, and I've heard it's amazing. Dude, dude, play some control. <laughs> I, oh no, I have. I just have not been drawing my harsh rules. Uh, all the little random commons and stuff that never get played um, probably have hidden gem voice lines somewhere. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll have a future report of my favorite, but good. they're really good, and I think I like that they're not all super serious. Yeah, yeah. That not everyone is this gritty voice. Rikana <laughs> I mean, because... is now one of my favorite cards. <laughs> it's so silly. The, like, the more tongue-in-cheek it can be. You know, I think the better. Yeah. Um, yeah, my, my girlfriend was out here, and uh, she also plays, as I've probably talked about, but we the update came uh, just after she got up here, so we just listened to the voices and played some, played some decks, and it was fun. Now, along with the voices, we have voiceover in the campaign now. Yeah. We the campaign also, got slightly overhauled. We also have little graphic novel segments. Eh, in, in, little in, is a very good term for that. They're very short. They're very short. Um, but bits of story, uh, bookending the campaign battles, and some summary on what the campaign battles are about and why the heck, um, for instance, Talir, it has anything to do with Jeral. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Um, speaking of which... The voiceover pronounced it as Jotun, and I yeah. was a little disappointed. <laughs> I was too. <laughs> Someone was talking about it on Discord and said, yeah, no, it's confirmed Jotun, not it Jotun. Is. It is. And I was like, what? That's not, that can't be right. I'm and still then, saying Jotun. And then Jack, I'm just going to say that Jack doesn't know what he's talking about. That's probably true. <laughs> I mean, he's likely, you know, hadn't had that great of an education. Right. Um, but I also just want to throw out there that I was thinking today, uh, as I came up here about of course, what we were going to talk about, and I was thinking, it was confirmed to be Combray, and I was thinking how how I have transitioned from saying full-on Combray to Combray just by my own willpower, and I think that's a 
a victory for myself. I think on certain cards it's still a struggle. Like, I still want to say Combray Healer. I do too. It sounds so good. It, yeah, that one just sounds better. <laughs> like, Combray Healer is just weird. It is. But, uh, yeah. It's, um... Overall, it's just really good. Yeah. Uh, there are also some aesthetic updates as far as layouts yes. of screens. Uh, my favorite is that the cards uh, menu where you're seeing all of your decks, it shows you five layers of decks, five <laughs> rows, and it just cleans up uh, some of the interfaces and looks a lot more pleasant. Agreed. Um, the profile page is different again. Yes. <laughs> the giant but, Curiox peering out from the corner. Is that just because that's who my avatar is, or is, yes. that, is it always just it Curiox? It changes with your avatar. Uh, hold on, let me... Let me, let me... Wow, okay, Ooh. yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, what does, uh... Hmm. Have you actually gone back and played the campaign again, or just yes. listened to it? I played much of it. Okay, I, I just listened to it. Uh, play the Stranger Fight. Okay. Because that one is completely different, and it is a puzzle. Um, really? Yeah. Instead of just being hard for a new player? It's it's not a normal game of Eternal. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I lost... It's like the, the boss first... at the end of a gauntlet? I think I lost the first time and then figured out the second game, like, okay, this is the same, like, I need to figure out something, because I was in this situation before. And, yeah, it's, it's a puzzle. Um... But we got introduced to some new characters, we got to learn some more about everybody's backstories and relationships, and it's cool. Vara is still vastly the most interesting character. Yes, she is. <laughs> uh, Self-inflicted amnesia so that she doesn't have to be on the spotlight on the throne. So she's Jace. A little, a little bit. <laughs> uh, oh man, she even kind of looks like when Jace had that emo phase. <laughs> Maybe she is Jace. Uh, Dark Jace. <laughs> <laughs> Who th you thought Ashiok was bad? This is Dark Jace. Dark Jace. Um, yeah. Um, Roland is still highly just boring. Well, he is... Uh, He's evil. He is not sympathetic. No? <laughs> no. He's a bad dude. Uh, I thought Elan's story was cool. I did, too. I, I like that. I thought she got a lot more developed with this. Yeah. Uh, this makes me kind of excited for her. Talira is basically the same. She's, like, a nerd. Yeah, the odd one out, regardless. Yeah. Um... And Caleb, he's still just like he's a violent there. little guy. Yeah, he's he's mad. Um, it it was it was pretty cool though. I savored it. I took a little while. Um, I wanted to wanted to read things. The campaign battles are still slow. Yeah, and meant some to be of them tutorial. Are, some of them are very hard because your deck is the worst. I just introduced a friend of mine to the game today, yeah. and he uh, he was going through the campaign. He said, "This campaign's taking a long time." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, it it does." I uh, I still wish that it could be trimmed down as far as the length of the dummy battles. Well, I think what it's supposed to be is that it's <gasps> is a tutorial, but it's not like you're supposed to play some campaign and then go try other things and then come back and play the campaign. Probably, because like, you can. I actually don't remember. Can you edit your deck? as you are going through the campaign. I could ask my friend, because I don't remember. You should ask him, because if you can't, it really suffers. But if you can, like, go play some Gauntlet, go play some Forge, get new cards, and then go back in to speed things up, I think that would really help. Yeah. So overall, this patch had um, some really interesting stuff for the game as it, as it is a game. Not so much 
interesting stuff that we can convey through a podcast or theory craft or do any like it's a fuller experience right this is quality of life really is just the best way to phrase it like this is for the game to look and feel better um which is a huge deal for a game that is probably supposed to be like streamed and like stuff like that right yeah it's just a lot more entertaining like I had a really big problem for a while where the game was just too quiet and the music was just kind of uninteresting. I play my own music with it pretty often. Yeah. But yeah. And I'm still probably just not going to listen to the in-game music, but I'll have the voiceover voiceover now because you can do that. Yeah. And like, for a one-track in-game music, I do like it. Yeah. I do like it, but it's it gets for, old. For an activity that I do for like, when I do it, I do it for hours at a time. Yes. It, it, gets, it gets old. Yeah. It gets old fast. <laughs> Uh, I'm just disappointed that I can't have whatever I am listening to on, and then also hear Cerso's "Here, Piggy, Piggy" all the time too. Wait, you can't? I'm pretty sure you can. Well, if I have like my own headphones in. Oh, you mean if? But the headphones not in the computer. Uh, I don't know. I mean, presumably. Yeah, you can because you can have the um, music oh, down and the wait, hard voice. Wait, I actually did not notice that. Yeah. So you could just have yep. hard voices play. Yup. That's a new thing. That's sweet. Yeah, it's I really... can do the dream. <laughs> You're piggy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> let's let's move on. I have small dreams. Okay. So, before we move into our sort of serious, more serious topic for today, yeah, I just want to talk about an experiment that I did. Yes. I rare drafted, and by that I mean I had no adherence to building a deck. I just I wanted to see how much shift stone I could get out of just taking the rare. You took the rarest thing possible at every pick. Right. I ended up with um, a little over 2,000 shift shift stone, uh, completing a couple of play sets of cards that I needed. Like, I got my last copy of Grasp of Shadow, uh, Grasp at Shadow, what is it? Grasping at Shadows? Yeah, Grasping at Shadows. Yeah. Um, I got my last copy. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I got like a couple more copies of some other rares that I was missing and then 2,000 extra shift stone to kick around on top of whatever shift stone I got from opening the packs so like guys don't open packs nope. <laughs> you nope. can't just do that I took like 9 rares drafting is pack opening plus yeah it, it was really like. how many times have we said that on this show <laughs> just don't look look I understand opening packs is really fun don't open packs. <laughs> I know. It's, it, this is a do as I say, not as I do yeah. situation. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, anyways, we do have a serious topic that has been kind of been prevalent on Reddit and Discord a lot recently, which is stagnation. Right. So a lot of people are upset or just kind of bored with the game as kind it is. Bored, yeah. Because we've been mostly playing with the same cards for about a year. Yeah. And when I had that realization of like, oh my god, we've been playing with set one since like summer of yeah. 2016. Mm-hmm. It began to set in like, oh yeah, no, we just need new cards. <laughs> so there's a lot of, this is both actually like a good thing and a bad thing because yeah. there's been a lot of like, the sky is falling over the sort of dwindling steam numbers for the mm, game. There has been that. However, that's mostly because people are like, okay, cool, I'll check out and come back with new cards. And once we get more consistent release of content, I feel like this isn't going to happen again. When people know that they can keep up with it and it'll, you know... That said, stuff. you know when set 2 comes out? Yeah. 
You want to say it? Mid-June. Yeah, that sucks. It, <laughs> I mean, it kind of does. I personally, like, personally, it's going to go pretty fast, I think, and I'll be fine. But for a lot of people, uh, that is a long time. It, it's a very long time. Yeah. Like, that's at least, what, six or seven weeks of the same cards? Yeah. Yeah. And no confirmation on if there's going to be more promos or anything else released to kind of tide over the meta until then. No. And, uh... I, can't, I think monthly balanced patches will probably be fairly impactful, though. Yeah. Um, so, overall, what are your thoughts on stagnation and the fact that we've been playing with the same card pool, give or take 20 cards? Yeah. So, I, I know that I play less than I did before, but I'm still playing... Pretty regularly, yeah. and quite a lot. Um, and I think that at least one thing that we should hit on here in this stagnation discussion is ways to mitigate stagnation. Uh, oh, ways definitely. to keep the interest flowing. But now this is just something that's true of me as a person, uh, in that my attention span for things can be very long, um, and I am easily entertained. <laughs> I am immensely easily entertained. <laughs> And so that means that as long as there is jank to play that I haven't played yet, I will want to. And as long as I have more decks that I can think, oh, I haven't played this in a few days, I'll hop back on that. Like, I, I switch up decks so much um, because I'm not trying to get to the top of the ladder and playing the best thing. But the experience for me, I, I'm self-varying it um, as much as I can. Now, where I am not in control there is what the latter meta is, because there are days where I just don't want to play anymore because I'm very tired of turn one Renan and Drone. Turn one Oni Ronin. Yeah, turn same one thing. Pyro Knight. I'm very tired of that sometimes, and that's been the biggest hit of stagnation for me. Right. It's. Like, I really do think that it's because we just are so tired with set one. <laughs> and you know what? Props for set props to set one right. for being interesting enough to hold us out for this long. It's been <laughs> deep. Yeah. And I was I was, was honestly expecting I was expecting um, my personal timeline for like how I realistically thought things would unfold is game gets released somewhere around late May, early June, and then uh, set 2 gets released in, like, end of August, early September. Ugh, that, that was what I was thinking we'd I, see. That would, that would be bad. Yeah, so I was kind of trying to mentally be okay with, with doing this um, until then. And so this is admittedly earlier than I thought it was going to be. So what are some good ways you think of fighting off the, <clears throat> fighting off the urge to just put the game down? One thing that has been very helpful is talking to talking to and being involved in new players' experiences with the journal. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, like, Cody. Cody has been a lot of fun to talk about with it, with it, especially because his magic experience is immense, and it sort of carries over to Eternal, but it doesn't enough that it's really fun hearing him talk about it. Cody, uh... Cody <laughs> texted both of us today, <laughs> saying both of the Praxis is broken, Yeah, and we both... We Without consulting with each other, just replied, nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same like, number of A's, even? Like, uh, I think I used three. Oh, I, I used like six. Um, <laughs> card evaluation discussions like that. Getting Laura into it has been fun. Um, and trying to, I, I, I suppose, trying to keep up with 
with playing and being interested in having podcast discussions. Right. Like, I, a lot of the reason I play so much is because I know that I'm going to be talking about it and I want to have stuff to talk about. Like, you guys think it's bad to just be tired of a game? We've been doing a weekly podcast about the same <laughs> set of cards for, like, 35 episodes. <laughs> now, ad admittedly, this might hurt us more if we planned our episodes very much. Yeah, yeah, you know what? If we were good at our jobs, this might be a problem. But because we like, don't. I used to I used to jokingly get on Neon's case about not having more episodes, but it's like, you know what? What really is there to talk about? We yeah, well, and I guess we've done this without barely any tournament coverage lately, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, actually, tournaments was one thing I was going to suggest, because that's like finding alternative yes. modes to play yes. to playing versus just ranking up in ladder. Tournaments are fantastic. If you can get out to and play a tournament, do it. It's really fun. That's right. Um, well, and recently, there seems to be more interest in starting up additional tournament formats. Um, there is a tournament coming out. You know more about this one than I do. Right. I was trying to find it earlier, and I, I forgot And when we started doing this stupid thing. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. But someone mentioned that they're going to try Conquest format for a tournament. Right. Which we could probably just do a whole show about Conquest format, honestly. I have never played an event like that. It's really different than what you're used to. Okay. Um, it involves bringing multiple different decks and having... Your opponent choose which of your decks they don't want to play against. It's, it's this whole thing. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that's that, that, that's yeah, so more a discussion for a different show. More formats are helpful in reducing stagnation, and we just we haven't had that uh, as far as in-game support. Right, because one of the elements of a game is to have a goal, like something to reach for. Right. And in Eternal, we have had the same goal for quite a while, which is yeah. build collection, rank up, and like it got kind of exciting again when they reset everyone, so everyone had to start from the ground. Yeah, yeah. But then like <clears throat> it was just climb the ladder, build collection, yeah. and now most like a lot of people who play this game a lot and spend a lot of time on the ladder have a pretty big have a pretty big collection. And they do. I mean, collections are close to finished at this point. Well, that's not necessarily true, because people jump on at different points. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but for the people who've been, like, with it the whole time. Right. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, so, do you think there's something to say for how little Jack's bounty actually shook things up? Yeah, I think there is. Okay, because... The, the meta before and after Jack's bounty was very similar. With, like, a couple of different cards, uh, Quarry ended up still being a big impact. It helped uh, the decks that were already pretty strong, though. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, the uh, the the inclusion of Throne Warden. Throne Warden was was a bigger shakeup. <laughs> yeah. Although, to, wasn't that that was supposed to be a Jack's Bounty card, if I remember that correctly? I mean, yeah, he was the the little Vera's Journey one. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was pretty huge. Um, otherwise, though, like every so often. I run into Jack, Jack's bounty cards, and there's been more discussion on Jack himself lately. Uh, I still think Jack's a good card. That, yeah, that has been underplayed. Um, but I was going to say that something else that I think we have both ignored as a method to reduce stagnation, and I want to hear your input on this, um, having a balanced draft versus ranked life. I 
Yeah, I can agree with that. I've uh, been trying to do that to some, you to some degree. Okay, I have not been. I really haven't played much draft at all this month, and that's something that I could certainly resort to if I was if I was in the need for it. That kind of plays into the having different formats to play. Yeah. Because draft, I would argue draft is still interesting, and the fact that there isn't just, like, a best color combination, like, mm -hmm. if you're up against a good film deck, you're just gonna lose most of the time, but... Generally. That, like, you can win with any color combination in draft right now. Yeah. Then that's a good, that's a good place to be, right? Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think draft is, uh is a format that a lot of people were more interested in in closed beta, it really seems like. Um, now that we've gone into open, I just haven't been seeing as much draft spotlight. Maybe that's because I've been watching fewer streamers as well. It's possible. Um, I could easily see that. But still, uh, that's something that I could do. Right. I am just such a such a casual player, though. <laughs> like. I'm, I'm trying to think of this from the experience of the Spikes, who have been playing the best thing for so long that they really want a new challenge to find a new best thing, when for me, I'm looking for other good things, but I'm never looking for the best thing. Yeah, he... Uh, yeah. I was going to say, we have a uh, guest lined up for next week's show. That we do! That's going to be... Very insightful into this topic. Really looking forward uh, to that. I don't want to spoil too much on that. <laughs> oh, yeah, now, but... not, not going to say who it is just yet, but uh, probably one of the spikiest people I know, personality-wise. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, that's totally... We could, we could probably just ask him about it and how he feels about it. Yeah, I feel yeah. like he has vocalized that opinion, but... I think so. I mean, it's, it's always good to uh, hear it again and see what's changed. Um, and make a discussion. So, <laughs> how... How tired of it are you feeling? Pretty tired. Yeah? <laughs> like, uh, back in the summer, I played Eternal basically every day. Oh, gee. And in the fall, I played the game, like, to... I destroyed it. And now it's like I play maybe, like, an hour or so a day. Yeah. And uh, some days I won't even play at all. Although, to be fair, I am a student with obligations and group projects and life stuff to worry about. Yeah, but, like, the times when you say, I could play Eternal and, and do or don't, like, that's what I'm interested in. Right. And, like, there's also things like, I have been playing Zelda a lot. Yep. I'm 119 out of 120 shrines into that <sighs> game. <laughs> the last one is timing-based. <laughs> so, yeah, it, like, it could just be, like, a also, and also that is a distraction thing, but the game just being kind of flat right now is certainly interesting. Yeah. Um... Hmm. I, I forgot. You're grasping I was at a say point. A yeah, I was. The shadow, <laughs> the shadow of a point. Yes, the shadow of a point. Um, I I do have confidence that set two is going to be a huge shakeup. Yes. Well, because was the size the approximate size of two hundred plus? Yeah, that's going to be really big. <laughs> like, okay, how many cards were in Jack's bounty? Uh, Jackspanning at 15? Oh, 15? Wow. It was 15. So 15 cards, of which I'd say two had an impact? Like, yeah, sizable? A little bit, yeah. Well, it was Corey and what else? I mean, that's uh, the, that's the debatable one. I haven't even seen much Bailiff lately, but yeah, Bailiff. 
like he's still two, annoying when he comes down. My goodness. Two, two, to, two to three cards from that expansion have made like an impact, right? Right. Yeah. Even if you like took that ratio, which is not a very good ratio, and then you multiplied it, that's like a pretty. That's a big enough <laughs> shake up to the metagame to excite people. <laughs> like here's twenty new relevant cards. Go have fun with them. Yeah. And if we do get any sort of promo, or you know, tied us over, uh, if we get type a, new new meta game content, a, a promo is. on the on the power level of scouting party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, maybe not that. <laughs> no, that'd be fine. I I could go for it. Just I, I could really go for a new public enemy number one. You know, to build against. <laughs> yeah, just something that isn't Stone Scar. Yeah. Dear God, I am so sick of hating on Stone Scar. Like it's it's been a long time that that's been the dominant faction combination, and like it, it's, I always like kind, kind of spending some time and figuring out what has the hope of beating the best deck. I mean, back when Party Hour was Party Hour, I would I developed my appreciation for Backlash, and. Elysian was good again, you know, because it had some game against Party Hour, and so um, when Armory's been good, like, I've, I've liked trying out new things against Armory, and when Big Combray's been good, okay, I'll play Stone Scar, but um, <laughs> but yeah, this has, been, this has been the same ranked menace for a while. Yeah, and you know what, it's like, every metagame just kind of trails off and dies towards the end. They do. So, like, like think of magic metagames that we've been through. Oh, those have just been dying out of the gate recently. Okay, we're not talking about those ones. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's been for the past, like, year that that's been the case. Yeah. It's, magic standard's in not a great spot right now. Uh, that's true, but... Apparently, it's like... The principle of the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so... Yeah, like, once we start getting more consistent releases, this isn't gonna happen again. There's not gonna be, like three months of just some new cards and not much shift in the metagame otherwise. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. World's not ending. World is, like, shaking a little bit, but it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything stabilizes. Um, I'm wanting to make a, a Revelation reference and say these are about the birth pangs of the, the new world, but... That, that doesn't sound... That sounds like things are going to blow up. <laughs> that, that actually sounds really awful. I mean, the release of 200 new cards is going to blow up a lot, I think. <laughs> oh, man. I really... Are you preparing for Doomsday? Are you stockpiling resources? Well, I was until earlier today. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to do... What I usually did with Hearthstone was um, the month before the month it comes out. Yeah. I'll just start hoarding everything, like, <laughs> just hoard all my gold, all my shipstone, just save it all up, and when it comes out, just just go broke, like, <laughs> have <Yeah>. nothing left. <laughs> oh, man. I am so interested to see what the draft format is, then. Yeah, I am, do. too. Do you have a hypothesis? Do you have a guess? I have a crazy dream I want to happen. Oh, no. What is it? Pay 5,000 gold. You're shown a menu where there are four packs in yes. front of you, and you get to pick what set those packs are from. That'd be really great. So that everyone is still drafting in the same pool, Yeah. but the packs could be set one or set two, based on what that person chose. That'd be so interesting. Yeah. I think it's a 
interesting idea. <laughs> it good. is. I was going to say good, but I don't think I can commit to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, that would really punish, like, parasitic mechanics style things. I don't think there are any. I don't think there are either. Which is why, if they... Other than, can, like, Longhorn Sergeants? Like, and that's if Warcry doesn't come back. And Warcry will be back. I hope so. I think if Direwolf does not end up using many parasitic, like, set-specific mechanics, uh, ones that rely on cards only in that set, then a, a choose your choose your draft pool um, kind, of, kind of format could be really cool. I really hope that they have a good sense of, like, identity for the sets. Uh-huh. Because Jack's Bounty, like... Had a storyline and the everything. Cards didn't fit. Yeah, the, the cards were just kind of disjointed. They were all over. Like, yeah. Like there was a uh, there was a a very very bright dinosaur next to like a bug and a dwarf in a mine and, and, uh-huh. and like is he a dwarf? He's not a dwarf. Okay. He just looks like one because he's in a mine. Oh uh, yeah, there was a certain smaug like clank reference dragon. <laughs> yeah. Um, Apparently, her uh, voice line is actually a reference to Clank. Yes, it is. I have been playing that deck again. Oh, really? Yeah. How is it just as bad as before? It's actually going about 50-50. Really? Yeah. 50-50 worse than before and 50-50 better? No, like 50% of the games I win. That's really high. It is. It is. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's opponent quality that I've been running into or what, but... Okay. I'm having fun with Nick Tracks here. Alright, so we got we got one more topic today. Do you have any closing thoughts on the kind of the somber topic of the game not being as interesting as it was? Uh, just that I apologize for those of you who are somber and who are not getting very much of that from me because I'm strange. Oh wait, 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 I do have one more piece of advice. Hey! If you're not loving the game, don't force yourself to play it. Oh yes, that's actually great advice. Yes. Set two will come out. The game will be exciting and fun again. Like, Don't the, burn yourself out on this when you can just wait until better stuff comes around. There's no reason to do it if you're not enjoying it. I hope saying that did not just lose me a job. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you think twice about it afterward, you have the editing. Uh, <laughs> you guys don't know this, but Josh just made a magic pun because he's staring at a copy of Think Twice that on my desk. That is a fact. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Akuta, born of ash, is much harder to slip into a sentence. I'll tell yes, you and I'm sure you're asking, why, Robbie, do you have a Think Twice and an Akuta, born of ash on your desk? That's a strange combination of cards. I say to you... Shut up. Okay. <laughs> I'm having flashbacks to when I used to uh, look at more magic cards. Oh yeah, just learning all the right. Like, did you know Akuta Born of Ash was a thing? Well, um, I can't come up with a really other stealth pun there, so no. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah. Anyways, there was a kind of interesting Reddit thread. You want to talk about it? Yeah. So the quest. For the Lost deck. There's a thread recently posted on Reddit about one of the things that Chapin had alluded to in his AMA, which is that there are certain cards and strategies that the dev team expected would see more play and would be more successful that the community has not yet latched onto. Um, And for those of you who are also Hearthstone players, there was a, a similar comment about a priest deck. The, the Unicorn Priest. Once. Yeah, Unicorn Priest. 
uh, that Which, people got really into trying to find. By the way, the greatest video to ever be produced in the Hearthstone community came from the Unicorn Priest. Which one was that? Uh, I'm sure up, I saw it. Look up, uh, what is it? I think it's called The Soul of the Card or something oh like that. Oh my gosh. It's, I'll show you after this. It sounds good. It's magical. <laughs> but anyway. Anyway. Um, the purity of the cards. The purity of the cards. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, people are looking for strategies that might be a lot better and might be able to topple some of this metagame homogeneity that we've been seeing lately. Uh, so among the ideas thrown around, in this discussion have been Xenon, uh, people pointing to synergistic time strategies like Friendly Wisp and Ageless Mentor and, you know, just the really strong sh mono-shadow unit base that we've been given, too. I imagine that made you somewhat happy. It did. It did. <laughs> uh, I could go for playing some more, like, more controlling Xenon or seeing if Killers has, has games still. Um, and a lot of the reanimator-type talk has also been tossed around. Because everyone wants it, okay? We all want Reanimator to work. We really want it to work. We really <laughs> do. Um, okay. all, there's also the fact that because this came from Direwolf testing, there's something to be said about uh, the fact that they think Steward of the Past is fine. Yeah. So if they think it's fine, maybe there's a Void-based deck we are not seeing. That is possible. Because they think that that card needs to be there. That is quite possible. For the record, um, I also think that card is fine. <laughs> yeah, and then there, the uh, last comment that I'm seeing right now is one that I talked about a bit last time and that I also think is very good, and it's like an Aegis-based... Uh, this guy's doing Paladin Oathbook. And I think I think Aegis-based Voltron decks uh, might, might be pretty good still, because those can race unexpectedly well. Um, I, I've lost a lot of time by underestimating those decks, so I can see it. Uh, do you think Silverwing Familiar is like a card that should come back with the amount of burn and with the, stuff like that? With the lack of Scorpion Wasp that I've been seeing lately, Silverwing Familiar feels fairly safe. Alright. Yeah. That's maybe a card to dust off, try out again. Because <laughs> that it's a card that if you're playing it in your Ricano deck and they're not playing it in theirs, you win. Typically, yeah. I mean if you can put a hammer or a plate on it, you are plate on a bird is game. plate on a bird is real bad for your opponent. Gosh, there are so many drawings I wanna do right now. <laughs> So I'm just imagining the little, little, little familiar, like, rolling in his suit of armor, which is way too big for him. Plowing over a crown wash paladin or something. I don't understand how your mind works, but it's kind of amazing. Yeah. So like, we, we each picked a deck that we wanted to wanted to make happen. Right, right. So um, do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. So I had brewed up a Brimstone Altar deck uh, after thinking about how Altar and, well, to an extent, Leviathan. Um, Stonescale Leviathan was always one of the draws to playing Brimstone Altar, and he's been fixed, so he now puts the opponent at five, and you sacrifice him to Altar, which I think is huge. Yeah, because that, then he dies to Reaper. That adds Reaper, that also adds Obliterate as, oh, wait a minute. Uh, as he, kills. If he would have also died to Reaper and Altar, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Reaper and Altar, yes, that is true. Um, <clears throat> but... I I also noticed that if you have the uh, if you have the altar, Venom Spine Hydra is a plague wind, 
task which you could recur and then do again and there's no way to silence it you know altar comes down and huh. there's no window to silence there isn't is there, there there isn't at all i mean steward but um steward hurts yeah but i'm thinking it might just be a case of that deck uh being played in a way that doesn't really work the best like <laughs> what if you try to play more control um play more control Exhaust them of stewards, uh, hold on to your leviathan, and then on turn 15 or so, uh, if you can keep the board clear, then um, just drop it and, and win in one turn. And I think that's definitely uh, something that is an appealing thing to build around and that I've been playing a decent amount of. Um, Umber and Reaper often wins the game. I've done this, the, the, the thing a few times with the leviathan, done the thing with the hydra, and it feels really good. I don't think it's tier one. No. But it's something that probably has been played less than it could be. I think I agree with that. You get quarry too. Like it lo this deck loves quarry. Yeah. You know, six cost Leviathan is much easier to do. It is. It really is. Um. So are there any like? Because the main problem with Stone Scar control, and people have tried to make control in Stone Scar decks before, is the yeah. lack of card draw. It so is. people used to play only Quartermaster just because you could get through your deck a lot faster. That's so sad to me. Um, I have actually not had a huge problem with card draw. You don't um, play Dark Wisp, do you? I was playing a couple of them. Uh, I don't remember what my current iteration of the deck is. I was playing some Dark Wisps. Um, I haven't been playing Stray into Shadow, which I think is probably the correct choice now in this meta. Yeah. Um, because the other big problem besides card draw is mass removal, which Sunscar had none of before besides Plague. And Plague is just bad. In a world with so many obelisks running around, yes, it's yes it is. It's just bad now. It doesn't get more than two for one. But anyway, that aside, um, I want to slot in some strays, and uh, so far the way that I've been getting around, the lack of card draw is by slow rolling some threats and definitely going down to low life. Uh, going down to low life to get this thing to work, it it's paid off a little bit. I'm not climbing with it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not that crazy. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So you guys can try it and see what you think. I think it's fun. I think it's decent. So a card I think should see more play is Cloud Snake Saddle. Yeah. Uh, so there's been talk about Felm, aggressive Felm decks, and by the way... I'm really sad about uh, the fact that Aggressive Felm is a thing, because uh, it's not playing Grim Stranger either. No, it's not. And that's that was like my big, that was like my big. I'm calling this, like I'm taking a risk and calling this I, on my, on the set review. I still don't think he's good unless you're playing Dedicated Strangers. Uh, hey, did you know that he triggers uh, Beast Caller Amulet just by the trigger? Did you know Instigator already generally does that better? But shut up. <laughs> Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so anyways, Cloud Snake Saddle is... It has one of the most important things for a low-cost weapon in that it gives you a ton of health. It's really powerful. Oh my god. When it lands. Yeah, like, Morningstar was broken. And this is better Morningstar if your deck is built around it. And... And we were already... Like, you were talking about the... Oh, Aegis. Yeah. So, a slightly different variation of Aegis where you're just playing... You know, bird aguses. Bird, yeah, yeah. And bashing their head in. And especially with more flying units to be revealed in a month and a half or so. Yeah. 
Cloud Snake Saddle might reach a critical mass. I think that's what it needs. It needs a good amount of like one and two drops to hit. Yeah. Uh, because Copy the card is not good enough. Yeah. The card does need some support though, because playing it on two is phenomenal. Playing it on like four with another play is great. After that, it does lose a lot of its mileage because the efficiency doesn't matter so much. Right. And that's what it is best at. It's being super efficient. <laughs> yes. Uh, early push damage. And so far, Falnagro is in the place where it can often do early things and then fails to compete with the mid-game. The nice thing about it is that it does often push a flyer into Titan well. Uh-huh. Uh, sometimes you'll need additional resources to get through a Titan, but it makes you contest a lot easier. Yeah, and when you're when you're in the faction that's playing Rapid Shots and Annihilates... Or Finest Hours and Paladin Oathbooks. Yeah. Um, oh, I was talking about Felm. But, well, yeah, but I, I just mean, like, you yeah, can take no. flyers in a lot of different directions. And you honestly, can. the flyer toolbox is better for justice, because Valkyrie. That is true. <laughs> Familiar. Um, yeah. F Owlet. Owlet always strikes me as so much worse than I expect it to be. I know! I want it to be so good. It's just the fact that you can remove all of its strength with a single spell that also kills somebody else. Yeah. It's like, that is a real bummer. Owlet's <laughs> oh, not a good card. No. Um, not right now, anyway. What do we give it in the set review? I have to wonder. We probably were a lot higher on it than it needs to be. Maybe? I feel like we put it in C range. I can look this up. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, uh, Cloud Snake Saddle probably just needs a really good show, and once it finds it, that card is going to be really annoying. Yeah, and I like, I like the reaching. You know, um, looking for, looking for something underappreciated can actually be hard to do at times, um, because in order to be underappreciated, there has to be some amount of appreciation that you deserve. <laughs> I mean, kind of like what we were talking about with Predatory Carnosaur, where I, I still think that's underplayed. I've been playing it more, and I I really like it. Um, as, and, gosh, I'm actually wondering how different the meta is, like, at the top of the ladder than in the, the low masters people that I'm playing against now and the diamond people I'm playing against now, because... There just aren't scorpion wasps. There just aren't like very much ambush, very many ambush units at all where I'm seeing right now. And my carnosaurs usually hit the thing that they try to hit. Yeah. <laughs> um, carnosaur. Like the problem with selling carnosaur is that it's in the same slot as ascendant. That is a problem. Um, yeah. But the thing about carnosaur is that it's it has a fixed amount of value, but it's a lot easier to get that value. Yeah. It it's the I need to impact the board now in a big way. And a 6-6 six, six, yeah. eats a thing is a big, big way. It really is. That card is way better than people give it credit for. Yeah. Uh, you know what I got beaten by that I was really upset that I got beaten by? I just had a... Non uh, it was a basically non-functional draw. I mean, it, it had some things. It had false princes. But I got beaten by somebody who goes infinite obelisk into... Infinite Hourglass? Er, uh, infinite Hourglass, that's okay. right. Infinite Obelisk infinite would be obelisk, horrifying. Infinite Obelisk is just the ladder. That'd be horrifying. That's just the ladder. You're right. <laughs> um, infinite Hourglass, um, play a thing, whatever. Um, Copper Hall Elite. Um, then 
Cambrai Healer, the Copper Hall Elite. Then uh, Roland's Honor Guard. And then they killed me with a Vigilant Roland's Honor Guard because <laughs> I just couldn't attack past it because I didn't have anything to kill it. That's, for, that's pretty funny. I had two Permafrosts in hand that were totally dead. And I don't think that Roland's Honor Guard is an underappreciated card. No! But, um, I think whoever was doing that probably had a blast. And I, I did have the thought that, you know, it is, um, it is an interesting world when you get beaten up by the cards that you dismiss as these are for new players and should immediately be disregarded, like, after you get cards. Sort of related to that. I have the grades that we gave it. Oh, yeah. So, you gave it a C plus. Oh, sorry, for Eager Outlet. You gave it a C plus. I gave it a B minus. Oh. So, I think it's more like a flatline C. Yeah. Um, I would put it around. I had a lot of hope for it. What I think is more interesting is the next grade, oh. which was Minotaur Grunt, that you gave a C plus, and I gave a C minus. At the time, I was playing it. You know what? At the time, Paladin was a 2-2. That's right. <laughs> if That's anything, right. the card got better from then. <laughs> and the C plus is way too high. Way too high. Way <laughs> too high. You thought that, like, okay, Owl's not great, but it is better than Minotaur Grunt. That's honestly a, a it is difficult it question. Is. I don't is. know that it is. <laughs> I actually don't know that it is. It is. Um, I disagree there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yeah, um, I just thought that was interesting. That's it. That's pretty funny. Look at how young we were <laughs> one day. Oh man, this honestly does feel like we reviewed this a very long time ago. We did. We did. It was a real different world. It's just all oh, those ridiculous grades that make no did sense. Did you give Ancient Terrazon a, B, a D plus? Wait, where? Ancient Terrazon. Yes. You did. I did. That's alright. It's not Towering Terrazon, you know. Yeah, Ancient. I know, I know. Invulnerable to damage. I know, you gave it a D plus. I did. Yeah. Card is Let's actively see a problem when it's on the board. <laughs> Look, yeah, you're D right. plus means it's like you need a reason to play it. And it turns <laughs> out Dinosaur Tribal is a thing that they want, so like... <gasps> Guys, please. <laughs> Balance pack. <laughs> anyways, anyways. Anyways. We have one more deck to talk about. It the is... best deck. I actually am not sure this deserves the title of deck. <laughs> you know what? It isn't like a deck. So, why don't you run through your list? It's 25 cards. Yep. Its name is... It Did The Thing. <laughs> Which is not a name we were expecting to give it tonight. This, this deck is... 1 Flame Blast, 3 Blind Storyteller, 1 Permafrost, 3 Herald Song... Oh, 4 Herald Song, sorry. Uh, 4 Wisdom of the Elders... Four Grasping at Shadows, three Stray into Shadow, three Vodacon Temple Speaker, one Snowcrush Animist, two Scourge of Frost Home, and then a whole lot of power. 50 power. <laughs> this is 50 power Vodacon Reanimator. So, okay. Here's the general idea of what's going on. <laughs> we wanted to make a deck that abused the mana system the most. Yeah, because with the redraw now, you get between two and four power. On the redraw. And one to six on the primary. Right. So the theory goes, if you only play 25 cards, and I forget if I'm actually playing 26 because I miscounted, but if you only play 25 actual cards, you have a high chance of seeing combo pieces in your opening hand. Right. Uh, I have a slightly different version of the deck that I'm going to read through. Yeah. Uh, it's mostly the same. Um, I... 
I went for a different card over Wisdom, and I'm going to stand behind it. Uh-huh. Uh, so I have one Flame Blast, four Blind Storyteller, which is probably wrong. I'll probably change that number. One Permafrost, four Herald Song, four Whispering Wind, one Recurring Nightmare, four Grasping at Shadow, one Mist Veil Drake, two Vodacons, one Marison, one Snowcrush Animus, and one Scourge of Frostburn. Yeah. For the record, we should also say that we have five fire sources in this deck we for do. the Flame Blast. There are five. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, one of the goals of this deck can be to get a Vodacon, go through all of your 50 power, and Flame Blast them. Yes, that is that is the idea. Yeah. Or you could just beat them down with your giant Vodacon, but like... Or you could do what mine did when I won a game, which is reanimate a Scourge of Frost home on 5, and your opponent can't deal with it. Yeah, which is honestly probably just a better win condition. Might be, might be. But the general idea of this is... We will always have some amount of these cards in our hand. Yes. There's almost, like, we've played... Actually, there's a sample hand feature. We can just, like... Whispering Wind is a really attractive card to me. Yeah, so, like, it's so hard not to have a looter in your opening hand. It is really tough, yeah. I mean, uh, Flame got... Blast really likes to show up in mine, considering <laughs> you're running seven. Yeah. Seven of your twenty-five cards. Like that's a third of your t a third of your actual cards. Pretty close. Are looters. And you get between you know uh, five and three of them each yeah. time. So you get a pretty good chance of grabbing looter. Um, I'm playing. Uh, I'm playing six top end threats, um, and of course four grasp, which is the necessary thing. Do you think this the idea has legs and that our version is just not great? I think the 50 sigil combo deck does have legs. Right. I think there's a world where this works. It's yeah. probably not this not this deck. No. Uh, although this deck probably gets great reactions from the people that you play against it with. <laughs> well, the thing is, they don't know that you're running 50 power. No, but they do know... They will if Vodacon happens. I swear to God, I'm making it work. Yep, they do know when you start out playing Herald Song and you toss your Vodacon that something spicy is about <laughs> to happen. Yeah. Or they know, oh, I oh, can rapid hey, shot on turn two. I got power. a win. I got a free win. <laughs> yeah. Um, this deck is silly. It's really silly. Uh, so we both tried it, and the consistency of looting is different from when playing Classic Reanimator. Yeah. Like, I always felt like I have a looter. Like, almost every game. Yeah. That's not something actual Reanimator got. I have issued Storytellers completely, and some Herald songs in actual Reanimator. Yeah. But... I mean, that's not because you didn't want to loot. Like, it was just because it wasn't consistent. It wasn't the game plan, yeah. It wasn't. But with this, it's like always happening. You always have a top-end thing to toss. Um, so your first loot is just value. Your second loot sometimes is. Um, that said, this is along the style of decks, which are, is my opening hand good? Okay, maybe I can win. Is it bad? Sorry, I lost this game. <laughs> um, like, it is very much dependent on seeing a grasp in your opener. If you don't see that, you, you might just lose and not do anything at all. <laughs> well, that's why I think Whispering Wind is so important. Yeah. Um, and like, I, I Whispering probably... Wind is the card that makes this idea possible. Being able to pitch your useless yeah. sigils for guaranteed not going to be sigil cards. I think you were, you were probably correct. Um, 
The reason that I went with Wisdom over Wind is that I just assume that Wind is going to get killed. I just assume that it's a, it's a Torch Magnet, it's a Suffocate Magnet. I wanted a way to draw cards that would guaranteed draw at least me a couple cards. True, but Wisdom is just going to draw you two power. Yeah, I mean, most likely. If there was like a draw three, pitch one, oh, that would be better. Oh, 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 that would... This deck would love all of those things. <laughs> yeah. Um... So, different variants on 50 Sigil have been flying around, and... We kind of just mashed two together, to it's be funny. honest. We took, like, was it just Reanimator? What was the 51 that was Felm? And then there was a Vodacon. Oh, the the Recurring Nightmare. Yeah, the Recurring Nightmare. Which we took... played Time for Four Slow. <laughs> don't time understand. for Only Four <laughs> Slow! I don't get that. Uh, it's mainly so that you can have a higher density of effective discard effects, so you can go... Okay, turn. I was reading the explanation of it. You can go turn two, slow, sabotage, turn three, nightmare. And most decks only play a couple ways to interact with nightmare. So what they really wanted was just a way to ensure they would be able to get rid of one or two cards. The other nice thing about this is like the first time that I didn't just click on like suggested power base. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, my version is running like 19 primal sigils and like 11 shadow sigils and 3 <laughs> fire sigils and then all the felon fixers and then a couple of seats. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Okay. You know what I just realized? No. I didn't come up with a pun as a replacement pun. No. Um, and I have been... Gosh. Okay, this is, this is going to sound really whiny, y'all. But... Uh, I am looking forward to new cards to make puns out of, and I'm also mildly disappointed that I haven't, I can't recall more puns uh, off the top of my head from, hey, our friend is on. <gasps> our friend oh, is on. Live. A message. We'll do it live. <laughs> I'm, I'm messaging them. Um, okay. But anyway, I'm a little disappointed that I haven't noticed more puns from the uh, voiceovers. <laughs> A little bit. I thought there might be. Oh I thought there might God. be one or two that would have stuck out to me by now. Can you think of any? No. <laughs> wow. How did LSV let that slide? Yeah. Uh, so I just messaged him. So quickly, do you have anything else to talk about for a couple moments while I uh, <laughs> Yo, a response to my friend? If you can't tell, we're like both just like tired guys. I have a story. Um, my my apartment. Gave me another reason to really look forward to living with friends this summer and not in an anonymous apartment in a crimey part of town where people run through your apartment and destroy your smoke alarm detector in the hallway and then okay, run out and drive away. I'm glad you have a detector to find all those smoke alarms. Yeah, stop. <laughs> but yeah, someone just assaulted our smoke detector, left it screeching since 2am uh, for over an hour, and I slept in my car um, on campus because I could not sleep at the apartment. So, um, a little weeping there, a little saying that I am looking forward to the summer no matter what happens to the cast, uh, but this has been an important part of my life, and I wanted to share that tidbit with you. <laughs> it's just... You make me so 
appreciative of university housing. Oh my gosh. Like, I live right next to campus. Yeah, you It's do. nice. Yeah. I get to walk everywhere. <laughs> um, so I haven't heard from him yet. He might just be typing it up, because it was extensive. Okay. Uh, I wish I had had the time to write it down before the internet pooped on me and I logged it, it logged me out. Um, but let this also be a, a lesson that if you have something on eternal chat that you need to save, you should write that down immediately because whenever you log out, eternal chat deletes all the previous messages. That's, that's an unfortunate lesson to learn. Yes. Uh, that is my PSA that everyone knew. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. They're not just going to store it forever. Yeah, that's right. Okay, we need, we need to, we need to get this pun. Yeah. Um, otherwise we will stockpile it. Uh, for later, but yeah, okay. Yeah. Do you want to just call it? I think we can. Okay. I, I I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? You see, I want to say Bioin, but I know that's okay. Bio Bioin. Bio Ian. Is that an I? That is an I. Wait, is it an I or an L? Look at Ilya's name. I think it's an L. It's very thin. That's. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> Sorry, friend. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get your pun later. Yes. Uh, for the record, considering that we have two more shows, that I, at least two more shows that I know I can do. Two more guaranteed shows with us. Yes. One of them is going to be so filled with <gasps> puns, it's going to hurt everyone. So look forward to it. Yeah, that's that, yeah. We're, we'll make up for all these episodes where we didn't have a pun, dude. You will never want to hear another eternal pun. You know what would be kind of cool? What? Uh, doing a little uh, bonus show where we took uh, viewer requests, like ask us anything kind of thing, or talk about this. Kind of fun. If anyone has a question, feel free to message us, and we will be that is the reason happy I'm, to answer. I'm saying it here rather than. At another time. You know what? I'll I'll throw it up on the uh, the Reddit thread. Sounds good. On Discord. I'll see yeah. if see if anyone is interested in asking. <laughs> <laughs> Ask those. Questions. Okay, we're we're done, guys. Apologies. We're tired. We have finals. Bye, Bye. friends. <laughs>